Namaste hello and welcome you're listening to stories of india retold and i am your storyteller nivi with stories from india in the sambhava parva of the mahabharata sauti vaishampayana tells king janamejaya and others gathered in the snake sacrifice the story of janamejaya's ancestors belonging to the kuru dynasty today's story is about pandavas's father pandu The story is about Pandu's death as a result of a curse and the events that took place immediately after. We talked about the curse in a lot more detail in the previous episode, but I'd like to touch on it briefly here as well as part of the introduction to the story. A rishi named Kimdama was in the forest with his wife, and they had both taken the form of a deer. Coincidentally, around the same time, Pandu was hunting in the area and came across the deer. Pandu saw that the stag and the doe were in the middle of an intimate act. Nevertheless, he decided to take the shot and aimed his arrow at the stag. The stag, who was actually the Rishi Kimdama, cursed Pandu to die when he was similarly involved with his partner, as a result of which Pandu was robbed of the ability to procreate and expand his family. Pandu was devastated. He realized that his curse was the consequence of his rather reckless lifestyle choices and so Pandu decided that he wanted to live a better and simpler life. He abdicated the throne in exchange for an austere life in the forest and his wife Kunti and Madri decided to join him. Eventually they settled in the Shatashringa mountains. Worried that he would be denied entry into heaven because of his failure to father sons, Pandu told Kunti to use her bones from Rishi Durvasa to have sons through the practice of niyoga. It took a lot of convincing, but Kunti finally agreed and had 3 sons: Yudhishthira, Bhima, and Arjuna. As per Madri's wishes, Kunti also helped her to have sons using the boon, and Madri had 2 sons: Nakula and Sahadeva. Pandu was very happy with the little family they had built. In spite of the curse and his inability to procreate, he was able to have sons he had wished for. He was proud of his five sons who were now strapping young lads. Under their father's care, the young princes were thriving. Alas, their happy peaceful days of living in the forest would soon come to an end. One fine day, Pandu was in an especially good mood. The day was beautiful and Pandu couldn't help but admire the beauty around him in the forest. He walked to the pond which was filled with different types of majestic water lotuses. He was surrounded by beautiful flower and fruit laden trees like the palasha or parrot tree, tilaka tree, chutta or mango tree, champaka or magnolia. Paribhadraka or Indian coral tree and many many others Pandu's spirits were lifted and he found the magnificent sights and smells surrounding him to be magical and romantic During this time Madri who had seen her husband happily wandering into the area before decided to join him One look at the scantily clad Madri and Pandu was a goner An amorous Pandu was unable to ignore his attraction and desire for his beautiful wife. Ignoring the consequences as dictated by the curse and ignoring Madri's repeated reminders and protestations, Pandu acted on his desires. 
and he was dead immediately even before he finished the act just like the rishi kimdama had caused him madri's sorrowful screams brought kunti rushing to where pandu was lying lifeless in madri's arms madri warned kunti to keep the children away and kunti did as she was asked when kunti returned madri quickly explained to her what had transpired between her and pandu how could you a grief-stricken kunti scolded madri it was hurtful to kunti that her husband chose madri over her and she was not with him in his final moments you knew what would happen and yet you seduced him he was always so careful about the curse how did you even manage to make him break his resolve she asked it is my fault madri said regretfully i tried to stop him but could not it was almost as if he wanted to let the curse come true now there was the second part of the curse where kimdama said that pandu's partner will also meet her end if they acted on their desires kunti told madri that as the elder wife it was her dharma to accompany her husband in his afterlife i will go you take care of the children she told madri no replied madri he came to me because of his desires and i should accompany him to heaven you should take care of the children because i don't think i have it in me to be impartial towards our five sons it will be best if i go and you take care of my sons like they are yours madri stated hence the decision was made and madri leapt into her husband's funeral pyre making good on her promise to accompany her husband to his next life and also making true the destiny kimdama had decided for the family all the maharishis present in the shatashringa region got together to discuss what to do with pandu and madri's bodies and also what to do with kunti and her sons and yes the story mentions a pyre but then again it mentions their bodies and the translator also makes a note of the same in the book i guess we just roll with it pandu was a king and he was popular amongst the maharishis he had made shatashringa his home for quite some time and had become part of the community the maharishis were influential seers they were renowned for their dedication towards the study of the mysteries of the world and nature and they were highly respected for their knowledge which was like their superpower the maharishis took up the responsibility of bringing pandavas and kunti back to hastinapura they also decided to take the bodies of pandu and madri to hastinapura so that the family and the citizens could offer the proper rituals and ceremonies and hence they all made the journey together it was early morning when kunti and her sons accompanied by a big group of ascetics entered the gates of the capital city the group immediately caught the eyes of the people who had just started their day after finishing their early morning rituals soon The word of their arrival spread and curious onlookers surrounded them. Word of the Maharishis's arrival got to the royals and they too came out to meet them. As per the custom, the royals, led by Bhishma, bowed and greeted the Maharishis with great respect. After the formalities of welcoming the Maharishis to the city was taken care of, they revealed to Bhishma and the others the reasons for their visit. 
We inform the family of Pandu and Madri's death and the reasons and manner in which it happened. The Maharishis also introduced them to the children of Pandu and related to them the circumstances of their births and the fact that Pandu had great love, affection and pride for his five sons. Give Pandu and Madri the appropriate rituals and offerings as befitting the king and his wife. Also make sure to offer appropriate rituals to welcome Kunti and her sons into the family. The Maharishis instructed. When Bhishma agreed, the Maharishis decided that their work there was done and they left as abruptly as they had entered the city. It was almost like they had disappeared into thin air and the people looked on in awe. Under Dhritarashtra and Vidura's supervision, Pandu and Madri's last rites were completed as per the Maharishis' instructions. The bodies of Pandu and Madri were covered in white cloth and placed on a decorated and scented bier, which was then placed on a hearse to be transported out of the city to a nice spot on the banks of the river Ganga. Mourners, including the royal family and the citizens, followed the hearse. A group of priests wearing white garments presided over the rituals. The bodies were treated with different scents, fragrances and oils before getting their last bath with water poured from a hundred golden pots. They were smeared with the paste made of white sandalwood, black aloe and the juice of coconuts. Finally, they were draped with white cotton cloth. When it was time, the bodies were sprinkled with ghee and covered with fragrant woods like sandalwood, tunga and padmaka before lighting them with fire. Pandu's mother, Rambalika, broke down and cried out in her grief as she saw her son and daughter-in-law's bodies in flames. Other family members and the citizens gathered also could not hold back their grief and shed tears. When the ceremony was over, everyone tried to console the young Pandavas. The Pandavas and the other members of the royal family were joined by the common people during the 12 days of the mourning period. This is the story of Pandu's death and how his family and the people of his kingdom came together in order to conduct his final rites in the way befitting the great king of the Kuru kingdom. With Pandu's death, the young Pandavas would reside in Hastinapura under Bhishma's care and alongside their cousins, the Kauravas. The Kauravas' animosity for their cousins brewed right from the start, and we will get to see the dynamics of this family play out in future episodes. That is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. For more related stories and information, please head to my Instagram at Stories of India Retold. If you have enjoyed the stories here on this podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends and family. As always, find the links for the podcast in the episode description. I hope to see you next time. Danyavada. Thank you.